Welcome back to It Tells the Two Bros. I am Angel. I'm Adon. And this is our DCness review of The Batman. Wah, 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 wah. Spoilers, you've been warned. The reason why I say that I said it like that was because do you remember the animation show on WB before it became CW that had a show called The Batman? Yeah. <laughs> and you loved that show. I, I got into I it later on did. in years. I did. And especially like season five, when they started bringing in like other heroes, like from the Justice League. And I also liked it because the costume and the way the cow fit on him reminded me of the old show Battle of the Planets or AKA G Force. So that's that. where I got the kick. But that's where I got a kick out of that. And maybe that was like that Battle of the Planets was the influence for his cow and. Partly, I thought it was like the styling of it. It was like his early style. That show, yeah, it was like him becoming getting more seasoned and stuff like that, which will lead into this one. Just like that show where we see him learning to adapt. Well, he's been a little, you know, he's been like a what year one, year two, or three possibly in that show. Here, this is actually his second year as Batman. They say that. You have the clues, you have the science, they even talk about it. Gordon is not a commissioner yet. He's still on the force in the sense of he's on he's a detective gordon you have a lot of early or batman and gordon but also the penguin mm -hmm. it's kind of his origin story as well he's a henchman pretty much it's Old the origin movie. story to a lot of villains actually when you think right. about it because there's penguin like you mentioned everybody knows about riddler that's literally in the trailer there's mm -hmm. catwoman he's already is catwoman you know like it's like, it's like it's, it wasn't an event that made her become catwoman that we don't know we don't see it there happened prior and same thing here prior we don't see batman how what he went through thank god i was so happy there was no flashback of the alley scene yet again but before we go into that real quick i only saw one trailer maybe a teaser mm -hmm. before that trailer of the batman because i didn't want to see any trailers or any new material i want to be shocked you i think you were the same way right i tried to avoid as many trailers as possible i did see a mm -hmm. secondary trailer so I saw the original teaser and then I right. saw the trailer, the full trailer that came out after that. And I think that's it. I, I think I kept it down just just those two. So I knew about the original teaser, which is in black and red, where they show them in the outfit and you get the music, which we hear in the actual movie, which I always love when we hear the music in a trailer or a teaser. And it's actually Bring using it the music then. because it's usually pretty good. But in the trailer I saw, clearly I could tell it was either Riddler or Hush. Which they mentioned at one point of the of hush yes i forgot where i forgot where they placed it, it but i was, it was like oh that's um, from the book it was when we were talking about the wings the riddler was yes. giving clues about the wings and it was mm -hmm. it, they, it, like they used the word hush and it looked, it looked like the same font too it was it was and like to everybody who doesn't know like in the comics there was a storyline called hush and that introduced a new villain which was a very pivotal villain and a scary character not just for batman but for like nightwing and other characters too and they did a animated version of that which was such a letdown true because mm -hmm. uh, but oddly enough it was foreshadowing of what this movie was gonna be because right in the animated movie hush turned out to be riddler so it was kind of like right. reversed order they just used the outfit that they did in the animated movie and they just said that's the riddler the entire time mm -hmm. And plus also like where he bandaged the first victim almost similar to Hush. Yeah. Because his face was bandaged up, but not with tape over like medical gauze. Originally, were you excited for this or uh, were you like, oh, another Batman movie? So the funny thing was I was growing in excitement for it. When I first heard about it, and especially with Robert Pattinson, I was not excited. Mm -hmm. I was more disappointed with that choice and the ideas behind it. And then when I saw that first teaser, I had to say, well, damn, he has the jawline for Batman. So I gave him credit for that. And then a lot, I remember a lot of people were giving him a hard time because of his physique. And I said, you know what? I'm going to play devil's advocate. I don't think his physique was good. But when you see Batman, you're not seeing his natural physique. You're seeing the man in the armor. And that's what's portrayed. And you know what? I would have given him that. I don't need to see another here, uh, like comic book hero with their shirt off every single movie. Even though we did get that here. Yeah, mostly his back. And actually, I, I'm going to say True. that works for me. He still looks small well, framed. 
but they you see right. scars and you see wounds mm-hmm. and injuries. You see a story. Yeah, and then like you see his story. chest, and his chest still looks a little bit flat. I'm sorry, it's true for you ladies, but like at one of those, uh, like I gave him credit because one of the scars on his chest looks like he had like either like a torn pec or like an injury that looked indented. I'm like, oh, his chest works. <laughs> it works for the injuries, yeah. but it grew him. For me, I was very unexcited for this. So you were the same way as me. Yeah. And a lot of people, because of Robert Patterson, yes, I know he's a seasoned actor and I know he has done some great roles and great parts, but I was thinking Twilight, which a lot of people were doing. We typecasted him. But he's been in amazing independent films. Uh, He did one with uh, Christopher Nolan. And if Christopher Nolan picked him for a a role, you know, he has the chops to do that role. And then... I saw the trailer. DC had the fandom celebration and showed the trailer for it. That was the one. I got excited because I was talking crap about him. I was talking crap about the Batmobile. I was talking crap about him or his stuntman falling um, off his bike mm-hmm. on one of the rides. It was, was going really slow. So I was like, come on, this looks like crap. And then recently, I don't know why it took me so long to make the connections or know this, but Matt Reeves, the one who's behind Batman, the director and who also co-wrote, he did the sequels for Planet of the Apes. And I love those sequels. Those sequels are freaking amazing. The story, the action, the pace, I found riveting. Put that together, that that's the same Matt Reeves as doing the Batman. I even got more excited. I was like, okay, now I want to know how they're going to do this. What's their take? What's going to be different? What's going to be refreshing? After seeing it, I think there's a home run in that aspect that it was a different take of the dark knight well and that was the thing like after that trailer there was a couple of people i heard it from and then i got confirmation online that was the, the, the matt reeves direction like he wanted a different take and his specific words at that uh presentation was this is going to be a detective movie it's a film noir it had the influence of seven it had the influence of saw it had the influence of Batman Year One. I want to say, and I and I want to say he quoted Year One. There was a lot of different elements. I think Long Halloween Two was also another influence. I mean, I could be wrong, but uh, my memory goes more to the animated movies because I we recently mm-hmm. watched those. Hundred percent, the Long Halloween that ties into it. I'll year one be, because year one or year th- year three had Robin. Well, year one had the thing where Selena Kyle. Okay. And she's watching over someone. Mm-hmm. Granted, this one was like a, around the same age, like they're around the same age where she, in the comic book and animation, she was watching over a little girl, an orphan. Okay. And, so that makes and sense. she was in the slums. She had cats all over the place. Gordon was still. He's not commissioner. A cop. Yeah. He's not the commissioner. Yeah. He's not a commissioner yet. He's like, he just arrived there in year one. So it was like both him and Batman really starting out. And I like that here in a sense of Gordon, Gordon and Batman that they have they they started an early relationship, which we saw that in year one, the animation and the comic book. And even though he's a vigilante, Batman in this was more like a consultant in a way of trying to help. Okay, to jump the gun, that kid. He came across the father's body. I could not help it feel that he's going to be a Robin if they do another sequel or what have you. I don't know that I had that vibe because that's how in the comics Bruce got dick grayson even though it was not dick grayson this character's kid but he saw himself in the kid i don't think the kid's gonna be a robin because the uh, robin wasn't from a wealthy family maybe a robin like character if they do introduce that child but the kid is not an orphan his mother's still alive i know that but it could be like a tim drake maybe who was well well off but he still became robin later down the line and speaking of that the young kid thug that was in the makeup, that was half on the train, who didn't want to fight. Yeah. He's actually Tim Drake in the Titan series. And you know how I feel about typecasting, recycling actors. And then at the oh, at the end, I'm fast forwarding, the, the Riddler's jailmate, if you will, is none other than Druig of Eternals, Barry Gilgan. Come on, there has to be other actors out there that are very well talented. They can do the part. They just keep recycling the freaking thing. Gosh, I guess this is a small pond when we know there's an ocean full of talent. Isn't true? Should we say right now who that is or should we? Well, who do you think it is? Originally, when I cause saw the outlines of his face, I thought it was Two-Face. Me that, too. Yeah. Then his laugh. Then he and starts Two-Face to laugh, don't and laugh. he gives that line about like the riddle. I was like, no, that's definitely has to be uh, Joker. Or he also, also says clown. I was like, well, who would say that? 
Mm-hmm. Plus, if you're going to be true to Two-Face, you need something for Two-Face to work with. And that's with the word two, a coin, something to that effect, something twos. And he wasn't talking about that. Unless at the end, it's just him and the Riddler, then that could be the two, the pair. But yes, I also think it is the Joker. So yeah, we just jumped all the way to the end. The reason why I did like this a lot, we're seeing Bruce, Batman, still trying to figure things out. We even hear it from the beginning of the narration, what he thought, how he should be perceived. And then he later learns what he needs to be. He thought he had to be fearful or be a sign of fear. Then he comes to find out it had to be something bigger, better, sign of hope. Oh, that's uh, pretty much taking from his early years. Like back in the day when the the original Batman version was done, his character was more dark more bat like and then at one point he changed to me like more of a blue outfit and like more humanoid in his style of costume at least they did this in the animated one of the animated movies where mm-hmm. they rationalize it after a, a child he was trying to save was more afraid of him than like being burned in a fire uh, so he realized he's like i should only uh, fear make the villains fear me or the criminals mm-hmm. fear me not everyone fear me I did like that when the beginning where people see the bat sign or the bat signal Mm -hmm. and something of theirs falls into a dark shadow and they freak out and they, instead of getting it, maybe that spray can, they just run to run in the opposite direction. Yeah. And then we see him come to someone's defense coming out of dark alley or shadow. And it just, you just hear the footsteps kind of almost like the jaws theme or the T-Rex in Jurassic park where, you know, it's coming. This could be, taken or broken down in so many different ways besides other movies that was influenced by like we said saw seven batman year one the story and the animation and long halloween you could also see that there were some things still also influenced the court of owls which i thought thought they would have a bigger role in i honestly they would have did thought that would have been too soon if they did but you can see it in the costume that in the Court of Owls, like in the, in the animation and the comic books, they have arrows on the gauntlet. And we saw that with Batman. He had that on his gauntlet. I don't think we saw him use that. I didn't think that was arrows. I thought that was like bars that he used because he uses the gauntlet. To protect? Yeah. Maybe. I, th- I thought there were like mini spears or what have you. But did you notice his grappling gun? Well, his grappling gun, grappling guns, but yeah, but the one thing for him to climb and stuff that was very reminiscent to Tim Burton's Batman, the shape of it was smaller. It was like on the, on his forearm, his inner forearm, instead of on the utility belt, but the shape of it was almost exact to Tim Burton's Batman. I I, I couldn't say yes or nay to that one because I would have to rewatch it. And I am. I'm going to rewatch it next week. I'm probably going to rewatch it again. But for everybody who hasn't seen it yet, that's a three hour long movie and not including the trailers. We came in late. Thank God. I came in 10 minutes late and still took 20 minutes to get to the movie. Well, how about this? There was one trailer. I have no idea. There was people in the snow. I don't know what it was. But then they showed Super Pets. I missed that one. Oh, my God. It was so good because they have Batman talking to Ace and they're having a conversation and they're like, they're, they're doing the same thing. Like I'm from the night, blah, blah, blah. Ace is kind of doing it too. And they're like, oh, screw it. And they start like rolling around on the ground. Ace is licking him, giving him kisses. But I was like, who is this Batman? He sounds so familiar. I was like, oh my God, that's Keanu Reeves in Super Pets. That's hilarious. I think it's great. And they do a lot of tribute to the Danny Elfman music. There's about maybe six action scenes. And for a three hour movie, they're spread out so far apart that you're not over saturated with it. And when it happens, it's, it's good. But for me, there wasn't the action, even though it was appreciated, it was the talent, the acting. You have Colin Farrell, who killed it as the Penguin. I was uh, very impressed by the Penguin performance. The way he walked, when he was in handcuffs, you saw him walking more like a penguin, but he also had that walk when he was free, free mm-hmm. Roman. He was just walking. He had that waddle. His accent, he made him a thug. It says he made him a, like an Italian thug, excuse me, where we seen it in the Arkham video games. He's what, uh, an Irish thug, an English thug? He's not um, like your um, Adam West penguin where he's like, no, not like that. He's. He's like an actual guy. Think of, I was never a fan of the show, but I got to give him credit uh, where credit's due. Like the Penguin from Gotham. He was a guy Mm. who was handicapped a certain way. He had uh, injuries and whatnot. He had some Penguin-like 
imagery right. on his vicious on his body. People just slapped him with that nickname, and they even homage that at one particular scene where the character's like, "You're just a guy who's like, we'll never be beat more than a penguin because that's literally what you look like, and mm-hmm. you're you're just a common thug." He's like you could see, like, no, he wants to be more than that. Where Dan DeVito in the Burton's Batman, he looks physically like a penguin. Literally, he he looks like a penguin turned human. Danny DeVito. Right. Which I loved his character. Right. But oh, me too. I think it, it is great. It was definitely a far reach in comparison to being more human. His character wasn't mutated or anything. Prior to this, we had the 60s version TV show Batman, starting with Adam West and Burt Ward. Two decades later, you have Michael Keaton and Tim Burton's rendition, which I absolutely love. It showed us that he can be a little dark, not so chum. Then Schumacher came along and made it very unpleasant. Christopher Nolan showed us that you can have a really great story told in three films, where here is more like a prequel to all that, because we don't really see Bruce Wayne learning still, or Batman still learning while he's in, when he's made that commitment. We saw that a little bit with the Nolan trilogy, but it was like quick. You see him, he makes mistakes here. He gets hit several times, like, thank God for his armor. He doesn't really move out of the way or be elusive as we've come to seen him in, in the comics and the cartoons and the other movies. He's like the superhero version of James Bond. Like when we first got Casino Royale with Daniel Craig and mm-hmm. he was your James Bond that will get injured, bloody, hurt. And then by the last James, uh, like as his character portrayed, became more and more accustomed to like what the James Bond everybody knew was like a train could blow up behind him and he falls off and lands and there's only dust on his on his tuxedo, and mm-hmm. he's still good to go. We're at that early stage. Also here, Robertson's um, take on Batman and on Bruce Wayne is pretty damn phenomenal. Mm-hmm. You see him still like trying to figure things out. You say when he walks into the room, he doesn't rush. Yeah. What he's doing is he's he's collecting data. He's listening. He's observing. He has that mechanical eye to film everything so he can look at it again later. But he reads the room. He's not quick to talk. He only says something when it needs to be said. Well, uh, let's focus on that real quick because that was the one thing I loved about this portrayal mm-hmm. is that every other Batman that we ever get is pretty much like, yeah, they'll get a situation. This is the new criminal. And then they'll run it by the computer or they'll run it by Alfred and they'll figure out we need to go here and do this. Here, there's actual mystery in the sense like we, uh, the fans, kind of put pieces together. But you can see he's struggling. Like he has to take a daily log, daily notes and re-go over his items and re-go over everything. Use his resources. And he's actually well, investigating a little bit and using people. That's what Batman does. He uses informants and other items to get more intel. Some of those things lead down paths where he's like, I think I have the answer, but he doesn't. Like when Alrata, La Rata. Oh yeah, and then the, yes, and the penguin helps him out. Or the whole, he's, you don't know Spanish? It's like, yeah. It's like, I have I, two like, detectives. <laughs> and it's like, even I know Spanish. And then he, he figures out URL. I was like, oh, mm-hmm. okay. He's intelligent. There is no doubt about it. He's good at puzzles and riddles and also can figure things out but you have also you have the aid of Alfred. Yep. Even though Alfred does not want to doesn't want to help him, he does help him. Even though he's worried, he'll still do stuff on the side because he was helping him decipher the code. Real quick with Alfred, I love the way that you see him walking with a limp, with a cane. There's history there. Oh, absolutely. Some of us know that Alfred's history is that he was in the military, and that could be a great homage to an injury there's two points of reference because like it's not sugarcoated that even wayne calls him out he's like you're not my daddy but then there's another point he's like where alfred tells him he's like listen like you lost your father and i was there to protect Mm -hmm. him and i couldn't and i didn't know how to be a father and you needed a father all i could do Mm -hmm. was teach you how to fight all I could do was right. teach you how to hurt others. And I couldn't exactly be right. a father for you. Right. And, and you could see like, and that was a great scene, by the way. Like he was like mm-hmm. holding back tears, basically explain the level of guilt he has for how he's raised. Right. Because he, he, he provided him a way to protect himself. But at the same time, never gave him a reason why not to put himself in danger. Well, he looked in the way that either way he approaches since what happened to his parents, he's like, 
let me train you this way for I can protect you if it wasn't doesn't happen to him. Great take on the mother. Great take Ooh, on the yeah, mother. That was new to me. Yes. Another mention to that uh, lore. Also, Star Wars was an influence here. There wasn't I was no, your father. No, yes, that's the part. That's what I'm talking about. I am your father. Oh, with Falcone? Well, not with Falcone, but with, well, with him, but not exactly in the sense of you take that Kyle said it. Flip it. Flip the reference. Yeah. Selena Kyle did it. The room kind of laughed. They're like, what? Well, my audience was and, dead silent. Like I there oh, was really there oh, was kids God. in the audience and everybody was just focused on the movie so hard. Even the kids were quiet for three hours. Of having a quiet child, and I can tell you, there were children in that audience. The only one that clapped when the Joker showed up. No, <laughs> I, was, I was like, I was like, what? Again, the acting, the Riddler. Yeah, the guy who portrayed him loved him. He's been a great movie. He's been in a movie. He does a lot. Of can't comedy. remember the name, right? That guy? I don't think so. I think you got confused with someone else. Maybe I do. I'm yes, because sure. he's been—he's in—he did a movie. I can't remember the t- name right now, but he did a movie with Daniel Day Lewis, the, with the oil. Um, I mean, well, he was in that movie. There will be blood. Yeah, that's the one. That's what Daniel Day Lewis. Mm-hmm. But he was right. also in—it uh, was a like a drier comedy, Little Miss Sunshine. He's good at playing awkward characters. Okay. Yeah. No, I'm thinking of someone else. But I think I know you're who you're talking about. But uh, he, was, he, oh, he is a good performer, though. No, I he was awesome. Because I don't remember the Riddler being a killer. And the, uh, Riddler is a well, always been a killer. It's just that like he's always yeah, I don't re- shadowed as a killer. Yeah, I don't. I don't remember. That. I just remember him just in love with riddles and trying to, mm-hmm. you know, like how like the Joker wants to crack the Batman and where. The Riddler wants to challenge the intellect of the Batman. Correct. And he, we're doing that here, but it wasn't that goofy things that we've seen in the Adam West series or the Jim Carrey version. Here was like, it was a mixture of the Riddler and the Joker in that sense of like causing havoc and chaos, which he does. He does cause chaos at the end with the explosions. Something that Christopher Nolan Joker would have done with setting bombs and trying to drown the city. Here's why I think about it. The Riddler gets overshadowed a lot in a lot of different franchises and a lot of different mm-hmm. iterations. Like the one version of the Riddler that always sticks to mind of like his potential of how dangerous he could be was in the storyline of jokes and riddles, because that was basically a gang war between him and Joker. And mm. uh, in that storyline it is like, who will outdo the most? And it was basically a war to gain the right, of who would kill Batman. And like literally it was like no one was untouchable in that storyline. And it was set in the early stage of Batman's career. And like when they retell that story of the war jokes of Rudolph's is done as a flashback. Like he's telling a story of like one of his Batman's shameful moments. And he builds up to that storyline. I personally think, and I think they're turning this into a trilogy. Number, really? I, I don't know uh, because they said the I'm, sequel won't have Joker. If this was one and done, I would have been happy with it. No, no, I and I would be happy with it too if it was one and done. But if they turn it, listen, it's gonna make money, and the likelihood of them doing a sequel is up there. You know, rule of three in Hollywood: if it if the sequel is gonna make money, they're probably gonna do a third one. If they do a third one and they don't do a Joker on the second one, maybe they'll do a third one with a Joker as a you know war jokes and riddles. But they everybody knows how dangerous by nature the Joker is. So they don't really uh-huh. need a movie to focus on that. What they would need is something to explain why the Riddler is so dangerous. Say that Joaquin's Phoenix Joker. I could see that being in this world, having a Joker. Remember that the comic book, there's the tales of three Jokers, right? Yeah. There's three Jokers. Mm-hmm. And Joaquin's Phoenix is one where he's thinking certain things. And it's, 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 so you're like tying all three, uh, those two movies together? Well, that one and this one, then you have the other Joker in the jail cell. So that could be a different variation of the Joker okay. or a different incarnation that they do in the comics. And there could be another one where, again, Joaquin's Phoenix, you know, however you look at it, he could actually have done it or it could have been his imagination of how he would have done his Joker or how his creation of the Joker would have been. I mean, when you think about it, it kind of goes with the sense of like, you have that street gang like you were talking about, which everybody thought those mm-hmm. were the Jokers as the street gang. But it was either the mm-hmm. Joker or the Anarchies. And it like, so it could work in that if you're trying to merge all three storylines. But I think 
a lot of people consider those as a uh, Elseworld story. But again, like I said, if they did put together, granted, the timelines are different. The Alfreds are different. Bruce was a lot younger and his father wasn't what they were doing here in the sense where the father in this world was running for mayor, where the other ones was, you know, philanthropist, scientist and giving back to the world, but not in political way. There is so much to go through, but do you have a scene where you're like, damn, got it. Or that's on the money. Not necessarily action. Let's have you do yours first because <laughs> okay. I'm getting stuck on mine. For me, it was the funeral. Okay. The funeral scene. I can see the funeral. It's because, again, this is year two. He's still fresh. He's not that billionaire playboy that we come to learn. Even though he's Bruce Wayne, he is still Batman. He is walking slow. We see him. He's observing information. He's listening. He's watching people. He's doing all these things just to get intel. So you see that where if someone's paying attention, they can see the two. Mm-hmm. is one where later down the line he may separate because remember Bruce was like still in mourning he's still like depressed he's still focused on taking down criminals he doesn't care about his looks his hair is sloppy and my other f- scene I like is when he and the Riddler finally confront each other and you see him cowering Batman's cowering in the shadows trying to trying to get into the wall even trying to see if he can get further away because he feels that the Riddler knows who he is and then when he figures out that Riddler does not have a clue who he is you see him moving towards him out of the shadow to confront him and like that he even called it he's at the end of the batman because that's where he expected then he finds out nope no one knows still that was a hot scene did you figure out yours three different scenes uh i laid up when he's taking notes journaling and goes into the narrative which we weren't getting the uh, like it was a narrative at the beginning and then it goes into the journal and you see his back and you see alfred that interaction right there that is batman to me batman is not necessarily the guy in the cape batman is the guy who is in the cape and who refuses to be the rich dude He's like, I'm just sitting here. I'm going to keep doing the locks. I'm, I'm going to forego sleep. Even like Alfred's like, there's some berries there to eat. Because Batman's not going to be like, I need a pancake breakfast. He's going to be like, I'm going to get the maximum amount of nutrition for the littlest thing possible. Because that's all I need. Mm-hmm. So though that little well, moment there the, was what got me. Real, I'm sorry. The real, the real quick, the Riddler even talks about that. And it's not the first time that's been brought up in the sense of the mask is the true self. Well, yeah, that was done like you're, with you're, Heath Ledger. But not just that, was also um, in the first Batman film with, with Nolan, where Rachel tells him, as Bruce, this is your mask. As Batman, that's his true self. And Bruce Wayne is that mask. I mean, they've always made jokes about that, even in like cartoons. Like there was like villain character talking to him in his mind and uh, and uh, in the cartoon, they're like, it's like, how did you know it wasn't real? It's like, they referred to me as Bruce Wayne or they referred to me as Bruce. And they, it took a second and they're like, wait a minute, you don't call yourself Batman in your own mind, do you? And he doesn't respond. So like, yeah, there. <laughs> that's, that's always an ongoing joke. All right. So that's okay. That's your one. You, you said you have two more. Yes. So my second, I kind of called it out earlier. I love the fact that he used Selena Kyle to get more information. When he broke into the Iceberg Lounge, he faced off the twins. And then he's like going through everybody. He's like, he's just walking in like the Terminator. He's like, you know who I am? And they're like, yeah, so. And then he just goes right through the door with everybody in there just to get a spot with the penguin. And then he's analyzing as he's talking to the penguin. He's using, trying to get information from penguin, spots Selena, tracks her from there, recognizes that she's a suspect. That was Mm -hmm. a Batman moment for me. Batman looks for suspects in the situation. The third one, funny enough, was at the end of the movie, Mm -hmm. was uh, when they were fighting all the hush riddlers, I want to call them. And uh, like he's dangling and he explodes the extinguisher. I'm like, oh, they brought back the Batman vanish. (laughs) You're like, that's where he gets the spider to do. uh, Yeah, where he does the the smoke bombs. That was a really good scene overall. No, it was a fantastic scene overall. For me, that was like, that's where he learns it from. He learned to do the uh, the smoke bomb from that moment. He's like, this is a great distraction. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm like, that makes sense. I mean, that that's a great call out to use. Mm-hmm. And then it leads into other great moments. But I was like, for me, that was just something that stuck out. And I was like, hey, 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 yeah. So there was a lot of great moments overall mm-hmm. and much more that I could call out. Like, And I'm sure you probably love this. 
and I held off of it because I didn't want to be cliche because we saw it in the trailer. That Batmobile. At first, I hated it when I first found out about it. But when I saw it in in the film, I was like, oh, that's a Batmobile. That action scene with him and the Penguin. That's one of the best action scenes of the film. It was a fantastic action scene. It was a, a armored truck in the shape of a car. Basically, it, like, it you, didn't get you dented. Took, it didn't. You took uh, was it the Chevy? From armored tank. Fat, excuse me. You take the Chevy from Fast and Furious, and then you make mm-hmm. an armored tank with a jet engine strapped to the back. Don't Pretty, give them any ideas. Don't give them any ideas. They're going to Don't do it anyways. And, <laughs> Don't give the Fast and Furious any ideas about that. But then you uh, cross it with like pristine and Road Warrior, and then that's your love child of a car. Mm-hmm. I got the vibe of Knight Rider too. <laughs> Oh, of course. Hello. The, the the ramp coming out of the no, flames. Not even the ramp. When the car first turned on and everybody just stopped shooting and they're just staring at the headlights. And then you see the oh, engine compartment yeah. light up like the like the night rider almost mm-hmm. kinda. It doesn't mm-hmm. do that. It just lights up into the center compartment. Right. No, I know. I was like, is it night rider? And then I realized, oh, he's in the front seat. But it was so intimidating. Because he's just pretty much you don't see him, but his silhouette. And he just like no, I- flexes the car and everybody starts moving yeah he did he did like um like a fake like a pump fake yeah even though it was a great scene i was like they're in the rain it is pouring no one is drifting no one is sliding even though they're going like 50 oh, his to 80 miles out. per hour i mean talking about losing control oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. like penguins no car, one lost control penguins car like, controls super well i know and i was like how is this i can understand it's on dry road but they're like doing this on wet road the highway I mean, granted, on Tim Burton's thing where he's going fast and to make a turn, he shoots out a grappling gun to hit a pole to help mm-hmm. him turn because because he's going really fast in narrow streets. But we didn't see that here. And he's he just turning and no problem. I was like, uh, well, no, okay. there were some wide turns they did, like when he did that first wide turn and they just hit the well, the rail and came back behind penguin like when penguin thought he lost right. him so you could tell but there yeah were moments but still past. even though this movie was pretty damn close to reality in a sense of action that in my opinion was taken out of reality because on red roads going that fast you can't make turns True. like that but the great thing well. about it is like you could see like both perspectives penguin's perspective and batman's perspective which was batman mm-hmm. was like you could see a slight moment of panic when all the trucks are hitting and he's like kind of mm-hmm. trying to figure things out. And then he just, the, the one truck just like, grace of God, plot armor, falls in line where he can just hits it and he ramps up on that. But then the penguin, mm-hmm. on his perspective, he's like, I got you. I got you, you bastard. And then I was like, he sees that car go through and you see the look on his face. Like, uh-huh. I just saw this Hellblazer car just come out. And then Batman does the slow walk. And you see he's not, he's kind of terrified, but at the same time, like bewildered at the same time at the same time he's, he's like he's impressed like this guy what is he at the same token that kind of reminded me of halloween in the sense of after the accident batman's walking towards the penguin oh the long he just yeah. no no talk about halloween like michael myers oh this, yeah 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 or, okay i get what you're saying when he's walking slow to the car he's just walking and the guy is stuck he's just watching and then batman kneels down and just looks at him you know I was what? Like, that's kind of that's kind of Michael Myers. That's a, a that's a great call out because like even in the comics, like you don't see Batman really run, not in front of his uh, uh, other villains or when he'll chase him like from the rooftops or not whatnot. But you don't really see mm-hmm. him run. Like he does a lot of psychological stuff. So like when he first mm-hmm. introduced the character and any uh, any of the other scenes, like unless it's the intense fight scene. He doesn't chase anybody down. He just walks to those characters or walks from one area to the other. Uses the grappling gun. Exactly. Oh, about gadgets. Sorry. (laughs) Was the flying squirrel pretty badass or what? Yes, it was. At first, I thought he was going to do the whole bat wing thing. And by then he went into the flying squirrel, which made sense. And then uh, I know I felt I was watching it. And as soon as it happened, I'm like, this was the scene that my brother's going to go, oh, because like the, the bus and the overpass. Oh, the, the, the crash. He took. Yeah. Like because he did a flying squirrel suit and then he was going to try to land on the bus, pulls mm-hmm. his chute and he hits the, the overpass and he does like this whole swing maneuver into a lamp and then hits the ground hard. And that goes to show where, again, the inexperience. He's still learning. And like, he's still learning. Even when before you did the suit, he's like, whoa. 
Yeah, because he, because yeah, because yeah, remember, because yeah, he got the edge. He was like, oh my god, oh my god, I was like, what to do? He had that look in his face, like either he was afraid of heights or he's at the end of his rope. Granted, he fixed it up. Yeah, I, th- I think that was his cape that he, because he came off and there was no cape, so it was his cape. Uh, it's just then, like just trippy way of how he, his cape wraps around mm-hmm. him. Yeah, because he leaves, he leaves without a cape, and then he shows up again to meet Selena with a cape. <laughs> I was like, what? Okay, always carry a spare. Also, that which was also great. So he's out patrolling as Bruce Wayne. Everything's in his backpack. I was like, okay, he changes real quick when he needs to. Mm-hmm. Granted, I don't know how it stays all dry with all that freaking rain. Again, how a beginner will do without having the resources yet, that not to have like in other stories, other incarnations. There's um, a warehouse here or an office there where he can, mm-hmm. Bruce can just go to change or in a car and just hits a button and then. Or he uses the subway it. system or the sewer system uh, as a method of commuting. And that's why he, he mm-hmm. can go from point A to point B and no one knows where he's at. I did like that with him with a bike. He goes underground mm-hmm. to find back here where his parents or his family were the founders of the that subway system yeah yes that's what's yeah i do have one part i didn't like but I, you know it can't be the nanny the nanny was a callback to like the the adam oh, West the, the, yeah i know that's what i meant to say that too earlier no it's not her because at first i was like what the why is she what how's her girl huh and then i was like oh wait a minute she After was like the one that the movie, no one knew that she never knew right you live in the same house how do you not know oh and that they paid homage to that i forgot also they had the bust oh yeah they did a, they did a lot of amishes uh a lot of tributes <laughs> or easter um, eggs if you easter will eggs uh, no, i know i freaked out i freaked out and kim, and kim was like what 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 do you see i was like no it's the bust it's right there. that's what i'm just saying i'm just pointing out to have the same bust oh and that and says oh, what did you see Dude, that was a, a pure horror moment when the Riddler shows up behind the mayor. Yo, and that's when I was like, I was watching this. I'm like, oh, and I know there's kids in this audience because that was, Freaky. it wasn't gory, but no, it was extremely it was creepy. And, and like we said, it was like, there was some like homage moments to like um, the seven and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And it was more brutal because yes. like he hits the guy and then like he literally yells as he's beaten the mayor down and they just focus on him being beaten. And then you see the bloody weapon and, and you see the mayor's head with the injury. Yes. You do see some stuff like even the hand with, after it was severed thumb. Like, so there are moments in there that like, I did not think I would like Martinez, but I did like him. And he was an, he was a pivotal character to help figure out mm-hmm. what that tool was. Yes. I felt like Martinez what, how- was the, Guy version of Montoya. There's, a, Ramirez there's from, a lot of Spanish characters in Batman. Now that I'm thinking about it, right? But the trilogy, the trilogy of those Ramirez, the right Montoya. Montoya but was yeah. the cartoon. And but here, where he's like the average guy who comes from a family of wealth, something like that, you would not really was used for. Come on, like would I like to think of myself as an average person? I would have. I've. I'm like. I'm looking at it. I'm like, that's a tool of some kind. I thought it was like a small kid shovel. I didn't know it was like. Or carpentry i'll give you that but yeah he was there at right at the right time right moment to help batman solve the crime or solve a pivotal moment the moment i didn't like or the only thing i had a little gripe with well for one it was three hours long by some editing could have happened there but they kept going with a flying rodent flying rat it was like going over and over. Granted, I understand it's like a reminder to him. He's the flying rodent. It's him. It's the bat. But they're talking about Falcone. It was well, just it's the one riddle it felt, that it felt he wasn't repetitive. getting. Maybe so, but it was just repetitive. It was just like, but I understand. I get it. But if that's the only gripe, you're happy with good, it, right? Yeah. Do you have a moment that you're like, eh? That was it, Selena. You know, she surprised me. I thought I was gonna not like Selena. I'm not uh, familiar with Zoe Kravitz. You know, as a mm-hmm. performer. Well, she was Angel in X Men First Class, which was not much of a role. It was, that was her, I think, her only other superhero related. Well, and film. that's the thing. Like I, like she probably has done other stuff. It's just that. Oh yeah, she's done. I yeah. am. Uh, oh, she was in Mad Max: The mm-hmm. Fury Road. Mm-hmm. Her roles to me were not memorable. And nothing against her. I see what you're saying. And this uh, is our first. That's major. I, I give that to role. like the stories and like that she was in. Because you could be a side character in a movie and still be memorable. Mm-hmm. Here, I'm like, wow, she did a great Catwoman, in my opinion. Blew Halle Berry out the water without question. I think she is second best to Michelle Pfeiffer, in my opinion. Nolan's Catwoman was like more grounded 
it's gonna it's bugging me but uh i forget her name that was uh portraying it then Anne hathaway and hathaway and i was like okay but then zoe kravitz come in and i'm like okay i can see this will be like the starting point for her uh catwoman i like the fact that at first i was like what's with the nails and i've seen the nails like that and i'm like <laughs> how can she effectively do anything and like it was a simplest solution she cut slits in her in her gloves weapons and which really wasn't meant to be weapons but she just does it because she likes the style and crisp kicks oh her kick oh my god i like did you do taekwondo (laughs) she got beautiful someone did goes like pop pop pop, pop. like almost like punches arguably she's the best fighter of the cat women's i've seen of of all the cat women portrayals um and i like that and like she was yes the whip thing was cool when she climbed down oh her descent yeah when she first we was i was like oh i like how she's doing that i like how she's coming down goes just an angle and just like she had one hand atop one hand down and just sliding i was like all right this girl knows what she's doing and then she just tuggles the thing like indiana jones does with with his whip i was surprised and i was impressed by her so much credit to her I'm trying to think of what I didn't like in regards to the movie other than time. But I think time was needed for this movie. Like it couldn't have been split into two movies. No, but I think it could some, some parts could have been cut down. I mean, in but my it, it still would have been like over two hours, in my opinion. That's fine. It's better than three. This is true. The this, movie this, kept this my was, attention. Yeah. I, I agree with that. But I do feel that some things could have just made it a little tighter. These are just minor things. Okay. I mean, to me, I think, I will not say this is the best Batman, but this is damn solid one. Now that I'm thinking about it, one thing I was not a fan of is how the Riddler incorporated a Riddler army. Because I felt like, A, it was been done before. You know, you have it from Joker. You have it from like, you know, a lot of- you Well, know. you have that. You have it from the, the Joker with Joaquin Phoenix, right? Exactly. Yes. Um, uh, so it leads to great cinematics and great scenes and great moments- but honestly, it did not need to go all the way to that point. Well, I just felt also it made no sense that you have a following of a little over than 500 followers. People ready to kill for him. You would think he would have a lot more followers. When you have a lot more followers, then you can, it's more plausible, in my opinion anyway, that you have some extremists. But it seemed like he had 500 followers who were pretty much all extreme. Well, it wasn't like 500 people in there uh, in the stadium. It was like really like maybe 20 people in the stadium. I mean, that's a you large think, percentage. You would, you would think a lot more people will be following him on, on social media. But it wasn't general social media. It, like, it looked like it didn't look like Twitch. Dark, the dark or, web? Like the uh, dark web? Maybe like a dark web kind of thing because it looked pretty dank. <laughs> I mean, and how come the guy that he beat up almost looked like the guy that's in jail? It was the guy from the funeral. Oh, it, that was him. That was the same guy that when he said, "You know, I'm vengeance." Oh, because his face was. Uh, I maybe because, I couldn't because he got his, his ass swollen. <laughs> I gotta watch it again because I totally yeah. saw it. the guy looked. But like, he was wearing like he, the glasses were like half cocked because everybody was yeah, wearing yeah. the same glasses, so they were all wearing mm-hmm. the same outfit, and his hair was slicked back because he had tape on his hair. Let's do a couple reviews. So for those who are new or just joining us, we've had a one way to review our shows and films, and now just take a little more because. With all the streaming services and available to us, you don't have to buy these films. But you can watch it or you don't have yeah. to watch it. I think it's safe to say that we both like this film. Now, yes. is it worth watching? I would say yes. Or is it a waste of time? Okay. Is it worth your money? Meaning, comes out on Blu-ray. Would you get it? For me, yes. I second that. It is worth your time. It is worth your money. Be in the theaters or own it. I would say it's worth this 4K. Is, definitely. Another review. Out of all the Batman incarnations of live action... Oh, shit. Where does Robert Patterson fit in, in your opinion? And I did think about this, and I thought very hard. Nostalgia, personally, I would say Michael Keaton's always going to be at the top. But if I'm being technical and truest to the character, Robert Pattinson's number one. Because if I'm, I'm if I'm thinking okay. about like the comics, cartoon, and whatnot, and I want to be like, I feel like I want the truest Batman at this moment, I'm going to watch Robert Pattinson. Mm-hmm. But nostalgia's always going to win. <laughs> I am with you. I find it is Michael Keaton because he's the one that showed us. He doesn't have to be campy. I mean, it was a little bit campy at times, but it was in a good way. Yeah. So for me, I didn't think it was campy. What was campy was the Joker or the Penguin or Catwoman in that aspect over the top where he was very, he was the straight man, which is weird because he's a comedian, Michael Keaton. 
Although yeah. I, I, the two things that come to mind I remember is one when she, the girl wakes up and she sees him hanging upside down like a bat. Kim Basinger, yeah, yeah. And then two when Jack Nicholson shows up and he like uh, uh when they're on a date and he goes, "Want to get nuts? Let's get nuts." <laughs> I remember that scene. I'm like, okay, <laughs> like it was way out of out of the blue. Like I'm like, what the heck is this? And then that I was it was just a. One of the reasons why I'm like, that's a little bit campy, but it's fun. The bat thing, I think, was hanging upside down. I think that was more of Tim Burton's True. that shot because it wasn't really needed. Yeah, there was a lot of things needed. that weren't needed, but they, they, they were great. Granted, in that film itself, there are so many mistakes or blunders that it doesn't make sense why it would be that way. But we can do a review on that another time. For me, it will be Michael Keaton, always first. Mm-hmm. And then now you have Robert Patterson right underneath right now. And then you have Christian Bale. What about Adam West or uh... Adam West after Christian Bale? Then you have Val Kilmer. I forgot about these guys. George Clooney, ben Val Affleck, Kilmer. And George Clooney. George Clooney, I'm sorry, is the worst. And then you know what? I actually like Ben Affleck over Val Kilmer, George Clooney, and um, actually over Adam West for me. Well, I, the reason why I like Adam West, I give him, I put him higher, is because he is nostalgia and he's he's not the first one to do live action that's we'll be honest there's black and whites way yeah. before no, i have not i haven't had a chance to see those but have I. that batman was a killer oh did batman in this one kill anyone as much as it, like they're like uh and they did a reference like oh you don't use guns that's your thing uh gordon says that i'm watching those fight scenes like that hallway scene where everybody's shooting uh, mm-hmm. Or like the even the opening scene with all the anarchists and there's gunfire beyond there. I'm like, you can't tell me not one person didn't get a ricochet or like get a random shot. The hallway scene for Falcone, definitely someone got shot. Well, he well the bullets did bounce off his armor, they, and then people were taken yeah. down from that. And then even but when they, he was like moving people around, they were still shooting. But did he like directly kill them? Keaton has directly killed villains. Oh yeah, Affleck also. Christian Bale's character has killed, but I, I would not, I would not say he did. He broken bones. He gave people headaches. He concussed them. I would say deliberately, we will have to rewatch this really closely watching those fight scenes because yeah. going back in my mind, I, I would say intentionally, no, I don't think he's killed anybody. If anybody died, it was like through someone else's actions or something like right. that. Which makes him more factual to the Batman character in the comics and even the cartoons than even Michael mm-hmm. Keaton, like even any of the others. Because like you said, every other Batman, except for Adam West, has literally killed. But for movies, that is, they definitely killed all the other villains or like even side characters where here they didn't. Clearly, there was uh, some living guys. They, they shot each other. Like, he'll move out of the way, and they'll shoot each other, like, from either end. That has happened. But, yeah, I don't remember him, because he'd literally stop people from, well, if he could. Like, Michael Michael Keaton's character literally, like, burned a guy at his le- kneecaps with his, uh, like, jet engine. He blew He blew up the factory he blew in the up, first one. He blew up a factory. He blew up the factory where people, where people were there. There was a guy he blew up in the first one, too, like, with grenades. That's the second one. He puts a bomb in his in his shorts and and it hits him in the head and the guy falls and he there was someone him. else that died too. But like, well, there was there was, there was several. There were several. Well, uh, he kicked he he took a guy down the remember in the church or cathedral. Yeah, he grabs someone in the legs by the head and then puts him down the oh yeah the bell yeah. tower. And then like uh, uh, every everybody agrees about Ben Affleck. Ben the Affleck's, Joker. He killed the Joker. And then uh, it, like all the cannon fodder villains and like uh, George Clooney and Val the Kilmer, what? they all died, including the main villains, except for like Riddler and Frost. Right, he did kill Two Face. Ben Affleck certainly killed all. But his. the warehouse scene, there was some necks broken in that one. Yeah, and he killed it. Yeah, he killed the uh, the KGB beast. KGB and, and Christian Bale definitely killed several. He definitely didn't save Al Ghul. Yeah, but he says, I don't have to kill you, save you either. But let's be honest, that's still killing. I know. It's second, it was it, like, at most, it's just like he, second degree murder. He, <laughs> like, he just says, he just leaves the train and the guy just crashes. So, yeah. yeah, of course. Even his daughter said it. You know, she came back for revenge he's like, I, in the third film. He didn't even try to argue that. He's like, technically, I didn't kill your daddy. She would have called him out and be like, that's a bullshit answer. <laughs> But uh, yeah, so Christian Bale definitely in all three movies, he definitely killed characters. And then Bat- and Ben Affleck, he absolutely well, he, destroyed characters. 
Uh, well, that was given too. It was like in reports and news articles and things of that nature. When he was uh, rescuing Martha, uh, Martha in the in the factory, and uh, and also the the car chase scene with the uh, trying to get the kryptonite. Yes, like with the with the Gatling guns on the. He definitely killed Mm -hmm. a bunch of people. Mm -hmm. There's no question. Granted, it was all part of the scripts and everything for them. That's just what those people were working with. But this was the truest to Batman because from. Off of first viewing, maybe someone might be concussed or maybe paralyzed a little bit, but mm-hmm. no one's dead. Right. Well, they're probably dead, but not by his direct action. Yeah, I will say this um, um, uh, is a little bit side off track. It's just I had to laugh about this. The end scene with all the Riddler, uh, all the Riddlers, they all have rifles. But then in my mind, I'm like, there's always that one guy who wants to be part of the group. Like either A, they didn't get the memo, or B, they didn't save <laughs> up enough to get the same mm-hmm. thing so they could be all along with everybody else. Because he was the one guy that had a shotgun where everybody else is like, what caliber, what kind of thing? They all had the same kind of rifle. And he's like, hey, guys. And they're like, I feel like at the group meeting, everybody would be like. We had that. We was that one guy with a shotgun. That's why I'm saying. That's why I'm calling oh, it out. okay. Because everybody yeah, couldn't do yeah. anything against the armor. The one guy with the shotgun is like, hey, I got him. I got the shotgun. Everybody I took was, down the bat. Exactly. I have to give applause to also on the costume design. Our first time ever that we see his emblem being of use, his bat signal, his bat emblem of use. It was used to cut the police tape. It was used to cut you know, live wire. I probably can be used as a batarang in another one. But he, it he could cause like when he cut that live Yes, wire. he did. But it was also when he cut the tape. I thought that was in genius people thought first it was like the gun that killed his parents which it kind of did look like a gun what the handles did it could be the gun even though we found out who the real killer was so how would they get the gun suspected but that was genius again not that's not high in a fact where he puts on the eye makeup where in the other films the person has it and then takes off the mask and just clean just like you say with james bond who goes through like a, a six-story fall and both still sharp as hell makes it more realistic. Part of the costume is part of the attire. All right, anything else? Because we've talked a while. Yeah, we did. I would say this was a fantastic movie. I will dare say it is arguably the best DC movie I've seen since Wonder Woman. Talking about the first one, everybody. I, I'm going to stand corrected. Joker was another one. This one got me again. But do you notice that this there's only one DCEU movie that you just expressed? Oh, the yeah. Joker's not, and this one's not. Well, so well, maybe it will be. Maybe it will be after the whole. Maybe they will be if yeah. the, when the Flash comes out. So we'll see what happens there. That's something to think about. So far that we know, the Batman's are coming is Michael Keaton and Ben Affleck. They're reprising their role, and also that Batman or Michael Keaton Batman is in the new Batgirl film. But if Robert Pattinson makes an appearance here, you know we won't know until we know. Probably not. Oh, what do you think about the end credit? I thought it was cute, and uh, a lot of people were pissed about that. But I mean, the end credit scene is actually it's kind of like a, a hook. I think it's a joke on us. It's a little bit of a joke that's on how, us, but I feel that's like I took it. Uh, the way I took it is like. The Riddler's not, they're not done with the Riddler. But I just think that they said that in a way because it comes out goodbye because some of us sat there just to see. And that was a confirmation. Like you just stayed here for nothing. Goodbye. And so I'll say I appreciate that more than Hawkeye's end credit scene. Uh, I know. Okay, guys, that is it for us. Hope you enjoy this. Thank you for watching. Thanks for listening. If you have seen The Batman. Please write down in the comment below, what was your favorite scene? What was your favorite character? Let us know. Until next time, we'll be the next time. I am Angel. I'm Adon. Love you, bro. Love you.